This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.08 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. First up today, we're talking about calls to revise dog catching procedures. Now, this is uh, coming actually specifically from Bentong MP, Yang Shifura Othman, who has called for local councils to update their procedures for dog catching and also issue clear guidelines for local authorities on said procedures. Uh, this is essential in order to avoid unfortunate occurrences, uh, misunderstandings that could escalate, conflicts, um, and so on and so forth. And um, I, it's this is a couple of weeks old by now, um, but really what it stemmed from was the death of a 85-year-old Bentong resident, Huan Huang Yun Hong, who tragically passed away when he fell into a drain during an altercation with a dog catcher who was employed by the Bentong Municipal Council. Uh, he attempted to prevent enforcement officers from confiscating his pet dog on May 24th. Um, he engaged in negotiations with the two dog catchers after they had successfully captured his pet and in trying to prevent them from departing, he held on to the catch pole, resulting in a tug-of-war scenario um, and in that struggle, he fell into a drain and then, according to his neighbour, passed away shortly after. Yeah, and so this is not quite an isolated case because in March, a 65-year-old man, Patrick Koo, was allegedly assaulted and scolded by the Pataling Jaya City Council uh, and its officers, rather, uh, while trying to prevent officers from catching some dogs he regularly cared for and fed in his neighbourhood. Mm. And so I, I think that we have been talking about animals quite a lot recently. There have been... There have been flare-ups of animal abuse uh, cases, which we discussed on the show as well. But this is quite a specific thing. This is saying that enforcement officers, there will always be space, or rather in what we currently have, there is space for enforcement officers to come and enforce um, when there are stray animals, specifically dogs. But the question is how that's going, about how that's happening, and how in the process of doing their job, they're interacting with the community. I think that seems to be where the questions lie. Yeah, but you know, it's very interesting how dog catchers are part of popular culture as well. If you think of a number of animated uh, movies sure. uh, uh, involving animals that have characters, dog catchers are always the bad guys. I mean, they're always there as uh, sort of, uh, you know, characters that like compassion, they're the ones that are mean, and the, 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 the scary music comes on when they come on. So dog catchers have have a bad rep but I think the community is probably in any community would be probably uh, divided on the role of dog catchers a lot of people don't like strays but they might at the same time might not like the methods employed by dog catchers it's notable also that the people who have been most affected by this or at least the ones who have made it in the news are members of vulnerable communities in other words they're elderly um, they're senior citizens and so I think that there is a particular point of sensitivity as well that senior citizens are getting injured um, in worse case scenarios passing away as a result of these sorts of interactions. So we're talking today about a call from Bentong MP Yang Shifura Othman for local councils to revise and update their dog catching procedures. And we're just taking the opportunity to ask you, um, does your neighbourhood have a lot of stray animals? How are they treated? Have you seen these sorts of enforcement programs run. Um, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we're going to be speaking with Rajesh Nagarajan, who is an animal rights lawyer. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.
Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. It's 5.13 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We're talking about calls that have emerged uh, to revise dog catching procedures after some recent altercations resulting in injury and death, actually, respectively, for some senior citizens. And we're asking you... Does your neighbourhood have a lot of stray animals, particularly dogs? How are they treated? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now, we have animal rights lawyer Rajesh Nagarajan. Ra- Rajesh, thanks for speaking with us. So there have been renewed calls for local councils to revise dog catching procedures following, uh, as we've been saying, a couple of recent events that made headlines. What do these incidents tell us about the treatment of stray animals in our community? Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I would like to point out that uh, when you stated that the man was allegedly assaulted by officers, there was actually a video recordings to show that he was indeed assaulted. And uh, this this goes to show the, the treatment of stray animals in our country is in a very, very bad shape. I, I can't emphasize this enough. The fact that these, uh, especially dogs here, yeah, cats don't have this problem in our country. Dogs are hounded by the local officers, the, the local uh, councils. They are caught and no one knows how they are killed. But we know that they are killed. But how, do, how does the local council go about doing it? There are so many rumors flying around. Uh, recently in Kuala Langat, a few months ago, there was evidence, pictures were being circulated of the dogs being starved. And and I dare say starved to death because that is how bad the pictures were. They they were just skin and bones, the poor fellas. And, and to answer your question, I, I don't want to digress too much. What does this tell us about the treatment of stray animals? Really, really bad. We, we have such a long way to go in Malaysia for the treatment of stray animals. Rajesh, is it common to see enforcement officers and residents or or people who feed stray dogs uh, involved in this kind of incident when it comes to uh, such animals? Uh, In my experience as uh, as a lawyer uh, and also as uh, for for animal rights, so a lot of people come up to me and, and a lot of incidents do cross my table. I can tell you that it is absolutely common for them to always be altercations between enforcement officers and the residents because there are a lot of people who take care of these stray dogs who make sure that they are fed and when the enforcement officers they come and they try to catch these dogs these people who've been feeding these dogs for months or years will always try to prevent the dog from being captured and that is when the altercation happens you know the people will be begging you know tolong jangan tangkap that kind of thing and the officers still go on to catch. And that is when that, that is how the, the problem starts, actually. And another thing that I suspect really irks the people is the method by which um, the enforcement officers do it. They don't have a method. And can you help us understand what our current guidelines say about capturing stray dogs? Okay, uh, we do have guidelines and the best part is I don't think even the local council knows about it. This was released by the Housing and Local Government Ministry. It was released in the year 2014 and it is uh, very, if I may say so myself, it's a rather comprehensive document detailing how to catch dogs in a humane way. 
And I can tell you from experience that the local councils do not do any of these methods. Okay, just just to give you an idea of what the what the guidelines say. Huh? For example, when you're catching a dog, you have to put a ramp and you have to slowly push the fella up. You cannot use the loop tied around his neck and just throw him inside. You can't do that because that is cruel. And this is not followed. I can tell you that people who have seen these dogs being caught, the dog catchers, the enforcement officers will come, they will put the loop around the neck, around the paws, everywhere, and they will just drag the fellas out. There'll be so much of pain and the dogs will be in so much of pain and they will start screaming in pain. You see, when the dogs start screaming in pain, that's when the people get involved because they feel so bad for the dogs. And that is that is that is why we have all these problems where this 85-year-old man in Bentong uh, actually fell and died. And then the other incident that you mentioned in March, also an elderly old man. All these uh, all these incidents is because the enforcement officers have no idea. And even if they know, I don't think so. They are following the standard operating procedure that was issued by the local government and housing ministry in the year 2014. Now, whenever this, uh, these incidents come up, there will be people who say that stray dogs can get violent. And so uh, a show of force by authorities is necessary in these cases. How do you respond to this kind of uh, reaction? I would say that this is, this is absolutely uh, ridiculous for the enforcement officers to say this. A show of force by the authority. These are not human beings that you, know, that you, can, you can intimidate. Or, or or give them a lesson on how it's done. No, these, these are stray dogs. And I can tell you that most people that you meet will tell you that stray dogs are the sweetest little fellows. You just feed them and they will follow you everywhere. And they're really loving fellows. I mean, dogs generally, they are so loving. And the only reason, I'm not saying they don't become violent. They do become violent when you try to catch them in a violent way. You're not, you're not signing them and catching them, you know, giving them some food, you know, um, very gently putting a loop around their neck, you know, walking them to the, to the van. That, that is not what happens. You just come there and you start, you know, throwing the loop and you drag them. And, and of course, the dog just wants to escape. And in the process of wanting to escape, it will bite. I mean, that is normal. And that is why the entire SOP for catching the dog is so important. You follow the SOP. You don't be violent to the dog. And the dog is not going to react in a violent manner. And that is what is lacking with our enforcement officers. Our enforcement officers have no idea how to do it in a normal or natural way. They have to do it in a very violent way. And that is why we have all these problems today. So in line with that then, what kind of training do enforcement officers undertake to prepare them for stray dog capture operations? And is there a need for these trainings to be updated or reformed? Um, I can tell you from my experience of speaking to the people on the ground, I can tell you that they get absolutely no training whatsoever. Because a lot of these enforcement officers, they don't even work for the local council. They are actually um, uh, third parties, third parties who have been given a contract. So they, so it'll, it'll be something like this. Okay, for every dog, I pay you 300 ringgit, something like that. Okay. And so these guys, these third parties who've got no training whatsoever, they will go out and they will try to catch as many dogs as possible. Because the more dogs you catch, the more money you make. And where is, so coming back to your question, what kind of training do these enforcement officers get? Number one, I don't think they get any training. Number two, they are not enforcement officers that work 
for the local council, but rather contracted by the local council. But I do know that some of the bigger local councils, uh, for example, I think uh, Subangja and some of them, they do have their own enforcement officers. Um, but a lot of them don't. So a lot of them just contract it out. And, and these third-party contractors also cause a lot of problems and catch the dogs in very violent manners. And, and that results in a lot of uh, conflict between the residents in a certain area and the enforcement officers themselves. Now, we look back to that case in March. The resident involved was charged uh, at the magistrate's court for obstructing officers from carrying out their duties, to which he pleaded not guilty. What would be the next course of action? Um, this would actually be the case of Kotat Ming. Kotat Ming, uh, it's been reported widely. Um, he was charged more than a year ago. He was charged under Section 186 of the Penal Code, where essentially it states that he um, stopped or, or obstructed a, a, a public officer from carrying out his duties. In this case, it was a dog catcher who was trying to catch a dog. So in that case, he pleaded guilty, and the matter is still pending in the Pataling Jaya Magistrate's Court. And... Um, and the verdict has not come out. Uh, we expect the verdict to come out anytime within the next one or two months. And uh, so, what? So, what would be the next course of action? Is that um, I think I think justice needs to be done in that case. For example, even in that case, he merely pleaded, and what happened was that he was charged. And I think the recent case that happened in March, uh, based on the video, it looked the same to me. Is that he merely pleaded, and he was also charged under Section One Eight Six. So there seems to be this trend where whenever residents, they try to plead for the dog not to be hurt, then the resident in question gets charged for obstruction. Whereas the enforcement officer, even if he acts violently, he gets off scot-free, not even a slap on the wrist. Now that makes no sense at all. So what should be the next course of action? Now, the next course of action, in my opinion, is that the entire system needs to be completely um, uh, broken down and built up again. You cannot catch dogs in a violent manner. It has to be done in a very humane manner. And that is number one. Number two, what happens to the dogs after you catch them? You have to make sure that they have enough food. And are you going to put them down? If you're going to put them down, the local council itself cannot put the dogs down. That's illegal. The only authority that has the right to put down a dog is the Department of Veterinary Services. A trained veterinary doctor has to put them down in a very humane way without any pain whatsoever. Is that happening? I seriously doubt it. And if you go to this local council, which I've done many times, they will not allow you to go inside and actually see the dogs. Oh, cannot. Tabli maso. Now, why? Why can't you see the dogs? Why is it a big secret? And that is what the local councils are doing. And, and, and you know, from, from, a, from, a, from a political standpoint, you vote for this new government. The new government comes in and you think things are going to change. But no, that's not, that's not the scene. That's not what happens on the ground. For the dogs, I can tell you, the system is so broken and the dogs are suffering. In this country, the dogs are suffering. The, the dogs are being caught. They're not being fed. They're being abused and then they're being put down or rather they're being killed. They're being murdered. The reason I use the word murdered is because they're not being put down by a doctor from the Department of Veterinary Services. They, they, some, something is going on. What happens to these dogs? We are not getting answers. So that is what we need to uh, ensure 
the system which is broken needs to be repaired. Rajesh, is there a final thought that you'd like to leave us with? My my final thoughts would be that in relation to the catching of dogs and the procedures, we need a body, a central body, to oversee all the local councils to make sure that the local councils are following the rule. Um, if you look at the Animal Welfare Act, Section 4 of the Animal Welfare Act has actually provided for something called an Animal Welfare Board. Now, in my opinion, this Animal Welfare Board should take the lead and ensure that all the local councils follow all the rules, specifically follow the standard operating procedure that has been put up. Okay, But unfortunately, this Animal Welfare Board has been so quiet, no one knows what they're doing. They've been you know, complete radio silence for the past few years. And, and that is actually a, a very, very detrimental to the rights of animals in this country. They need to wake up and they need to come forth and they need to start regulating the catching of dogs in Malaysia, the Animal Welfare Board. Rajesh, thank you for speaking with us. That was animal rights lawyer Rajesh Nagarajan weighing in on a call that has emerged uh, specifically by Bentong MP Yang Shivura Othman for local councils to update their dog catching procedures to do all sorts of things, avoid unfortunate occurrences, uh, you know, learn to manage conflict and hopefully actually minimise conflict, all these different things. And this is in relation to a few unfortunate incidents involving, well, um, run-ins between enforcement officers and senior citizens resulting in death or injury. So let us know, um, does your neighbourhood have a lot of stray animals, dogs uh, specifically, how are they treated? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start with a voice note that came in from Johnny. Hello, BFM. My taman has many stray dogs and I see some kind souls feeding them daily. But the problem is these kind souls did not see a bigger picture. They did not realize these dogs and these dogs tend to breed and this cause so much nuisance and dangerous for the um, all the taman population. So please those kind souls, if you want to feed them, please sterilize them at the same time. Look at the bigger picture. Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. I think that um, there are people who do this, people who foster or rescue or, for that matter, um, trap, neuter, release. And, you know, there are groups that go around doing this. There is, of course, a question of resources. There's also, I think, generally a question of whose responsibility it falls to. Yeah, so uh, one of the questions we can ask is why are they stray animals, especially those that are in some sense meant as pets, right? So dogs and cats. Um, in my neighborhood where there is a veterinary um, service, uh, the there's a sign in front of the vet that says, please do not dump your animals here. And mm. what's happened is that pet owners will not pay that 100 ringgit to put their animal down that they feel it needs to be put down and will abandon them in front of the vet, thinking that the vet will then, out of compassion, take the animal in and put it down free of charge. So th there is this level of irresponsibility, I think, uh, emanating also from people who, uh, who, who keep animals. And who love them. 
At, at, at some point think, in time, they yeah. love them and then they stop loving them. Or who consider themselves broadly animal lovers, even if they don't love this particular animal anymore. But it is a huge problem. Uh, keep those thoughts coming. Does your neighbourhood have a lot of stray dogs? How are they treated? You can call us, send us a voice note or WhatsApp, and of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. Best flipping moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.